captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Good book, Goggers, and welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for season three, episode 13, birthday, uh, but we're, we're calling it The Return. Uh, we are back. Uh, I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. I remain neither the new girl nor the old guy. Uh, but joining us for the first time in what feels like an eternity is the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, welcome back. Well, what do you mean joining us? I... I Joining us. Like, I haven't been. It's not like I was missing and you were recording without me, unless you have, and I watched the wrong episode. Okay, the man goes away for months, shames us on other po- mentions, continues to do other podcasts, and mentions that he's not doing this one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And has the nerve. And I say nothing. I didn't tell you that when somebody messaged me that I didn't say anything. And you come in and criticize my opening. Well, sorry, I'm a little rusty, friend. Um. Yeah. No, I, I rusty like a <laughs> rusty like a horse. I think, I think um, it feels like I was thinking coming into here, like how long has it been since we've done an episode? And if you had told me three weeks, I would have believed you. If you told me three months, I would have believed you. I think it's just over a month. Well, we had such a great lunch that you on the last episode you lost a lunch that you were supposed to buy me. And it was it was a beautiful time seeing you, Akiva, while you were mm-hmm. here. We did not. That's pretty a bad job by us. We did not see each other <laughs> by us. Bad job by me. Um, Do you know the amount of people who asked me if I went to the cookie tournament? Two. And I had to say I wasn't invited. You were invited. (laughs) You were invited. At Brian Cohen's birthday, I I showed someone the screenshot. Here's Akiva. He goes, we're doing the cookie tournament on Long Island tomorrow. Yeah. I said, okay, have fun. Have fun. But you understand from my perspective that's like... that to me that meant like I don't care. Like okay, I'm I have a life. Go away. Here's the best part about this interaction is that I've recently told Akiva about some guy and Akiva's been very hard on him. And yet you can't even accomplish asking someone to go to the cookie tournament effectively. And but, you have no sympathy for men with communication problems. But wait, how about that? Like, I, I, I get why you I, I get why you feel the way you feel, but you also have to acknowledge here that like it was it <laughs> I mean, was a legitimate anyway. invite. To, no, to be clear, I don't feel any way about it. Oh, I'm no, I know. Like but morning. like, I, but <laughs> I think it was a legitimate invite. Like, from my perspective, that was like a full. Why would I tell you otherwise? Like to make you jealous of someone well, you wouldn't care about? Like, why would I bring it example. up if not to invite you? You asked if I could go bowling on like Sunday and yes. I was like, no, I have a John Mayer concert I'm going to. Was that an invite for you to come with me to the John Mayer concert or was no. I just telling you I'm doing something? You're telling me you're doing something. But like that was <laughs> but that was like you answered and it's like, here's why I can't go. Or you'll be like, Chester and I are doing a bracket on 32 fans. Like, oh, you're just like reporting something that may be of interest. But you've been invited to every tournament. Like, why wouldn't right, you Right, I've be been invited. That's the key distinction. Would you have come? Would you have come? It's like far out on Long Island. I, it would have well, been tough the, to get you there. Chester does uh, dri- have to drive to through the city to get to uh-huh. here, I think. So that, I mean, I would have cons- I, I, I don't think you would have enjoyed it. I have moved mountains to see you in the past. Um, I, yeah. But no, it was it was a very adorable romp around of kids. The kids would have loved me. I would have been the fifth kid or like the eightieth kid. I don't know it how many kids lot. were there. I think it was I think it was probably like fifteen or twelve or something. Should we open with the banana minute? It's so cute. Yeah, let's go to, go into the banana minute. 
Or maybe we should. I don't know. It's very. Do people know what you've been doing? Like, do the listeners know that you've been in the U.S. for a month and now you're back in Israel? And like, I think that really now matters they know. Yeah, I was away from my family for about six weeks. I went in for my sister's wedding and then to work on the Olympics, but I got there way before they started this time. Well, that has to be the answer, right? Because I don't think we recorded any podcast while you were in the U.S. In No, we did, but not in my hotel room necessarily. I, I don't know. I, I, we definitely recorded What do least. I care where you recorded it? January 22nd. Yeah, no, I was already in my hotel room. We did, we did one from the – we did one from my hotel room. I'm like, ooh, we're going to do this every week, and then it just didn't happen again. Not really anybody's fault. We just we had a hard time being honestly more my fault than yours. I would say you yeah, like, but, posed some dates and I was inflexible. But my window was also because I was working one p.m. to one a.m. every day. It was like uh, my, yes. my window was was not so fair for like a person with a job. Like hey, I'm back. I'll be back at one thirty a.m. And like Chester will do that reluctantly, but like most normal people won't. So it's understandable. Yeah, it wasn't in the cards. But here we are, mm-hmm. back and better than ever. Look at us. Ready to talk about? Let's. By the way, people are going to be like you said. The, we're going. We'll do the banana at the end. But uh, I oh, got overexcited. No, I, I know. I got overexcited. I got carried away. No, no, no. I, think I got you carried do away. It now. No, we're not doing it. Executive okay. decision. Okay. Um, are you saying you're the executive? <laughs> I'm just making. Can I, think, I make but, an executive decision, or am I not yeah, even an executive? No, the, between the two of us, the per the first person to say executive decision has made the executive decision. Okay, fine, fair it's enough. It's like shotgun mm-hmm. <laughs> or dibs. Um, but we are coming back with a vengeance here because this is one of my favorite episodes. Wow. Uh, and, and also, oddly, an episode that I've seen probably the least, am- the fewest amount of times accidentally. Mm-hmm. Like, in the pa- in the pandemic, I watched this episode and was like, I somehow missed this. I don't know if just in my rewatches I fell asleep at this time and just started, <laughs> like, two episodes later. I don't know, but I am not super familiar with this episode, but I absolutely love watching it. Well, I think this is one of the first episodes of New Girl that I've ever watched twice because I think we were at one point going to record, so I watched this just in case. So, like, if I ever came home from work or something, like, I don't remember the the specifics, but I watched this episode, and I took some notes. I don't really understand my notes from a month ago, <laughs> but I took some notes. My notes are usually good for, like, six hours. Like, after that, I don't understand what I wrote. And, and so, I, like, there were scenes in this episode I remembered very well, like uh, Jess uh, eating the kid's birthday cake. And then there are a lot of <laughs> parts of this episode I had no recollection of, like the whole storyline of Winston and Coach baking the cake together. So you are both the new girl and the old guy in this episode. Yes, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming in for both perspectives. I don't remember. I have a couple notes. I wrote a poem, and I don't remember oh. writing this. We'll get to it when we get to it. Like. I, there's a lot of like weird things that I, I don't remember. I'm excited to talk about this episode and, um, you know, and the show again. Well, this will be great. So uh, just to just to recap, season three, episode 13, birthday, very creative mm-hmm. titling. Originally aired January 21st, 2014. I have to retract what I said on a Instagram live on the RHAP Instagram feed. I said that the Super Bowl episode aired in 2013, which we'll cover next week with the great Chappelle. Um but uh, it did not. It was the 2014 Super Bowl. So for anyone who was watching that and fact-checking well, me, here I am issuing a correction. Well, that's tricky because the 2013 season, then the Super Bowl's in 2014, you know? So technically But I think right. you would never – well, I appreciate that spin, but I don't think anybody would say the 2013 Super Bowl and mean the one that 
was on television in 2014 representing the 2013 season. That's what everyone would say. Yeah, the, like. The Are Super you being Bowl serious? That, yeah, the Super Bowl that just happened was the 2021 Super Bowl. You wouldn't really call insane. It that. But that's insane. Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody no, no, would no, say but that. you would never call the 2022 Super Bowl. That would be wrong. Nobody besides of Chester's. No, no, no I was going to say nobody besides Chester would say this. Okay. No, and but that you doesn't call mean... it like. Listen, we got to use the Roman numerals. You got to call it like Super Bowl. You know. L-I-V or But okay, in the context where Rob is talking to me and he knows mm-hmm. that I'm not re- doing that, mm-hmm. and he says, what Super Bowl was it? Was it the Patriots second, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it. I think I might have said it aired. It, I think I said it was in 2013. Nobody okay. is taking that to mean the one that aired in 2014. Yeah, but if you say 2021 season, that was the one that just happened. Yeah, but I would never say Even, even though it was you in have February context 2022. Dependent, context yeah. dependent. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the digest. Should I'm they move already. the Super Bowl till the, like December 30th every year just to avoid this confusion? No. Can you imagine smashing New Year's Eve and the Super Bowl together? It would be very hard. And also they're moving it. It's going the other way, whereas the Super Bowl is like heading towards President's Day. Also, February is a very fun. Like the late January, early February, I think, is like the Super Bowl. It, that time of year really needs the Super Bowl. It's true. It would be barren. Like February, once the Super Bowl is over, there's not much going on. If... You're a person, and who would, what type of person is this who, like, their whole life revolves around the sports calendar? Then, like, when the Super Bowl's over, you're just like, when's March Madness? When's March Madness? Especially if there's no baseball, hypothetically. Like, you're just, you're, you're living and dying for March Madness. Now, if the Super Bowl was over in January, there would be almost two months of nothingness. It would be like, I guess I got to get into the NBA regular season really hard. Um, if people don't know that Orthodox Jews and Jews generally aren't supposed to celebrate Valentine's Day, I mm-hmm. would hit you with a Kiwi. The ladies are going to love you. Oh, <laughs> <It's> like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, like that's what I'm saying. Like if your life revolves around that's what I'm saying, it's bad. Valentine's Day has like even if I celebrated it, wouldn't be wouldn't I wouldn't be like looking forward to Valentine's Day. Same way I don't look, look forward to like, you know, Labor Day. Wait, should we discuss uh, the historic rap? Not since uh, the beginning of Hanukkah <laughs> have the Maccabees have such a tremendous uh, showing. You're talking about the my my college, my old. I am. I am. Very. Yeah. Listen, we've been. Well, we've been speaking into of it March for, Madness. How do you know about it? We've been very into it for a while. My my college won 50 games in a row. They might have won. No, but say your college. Don't just say your college. Yeshiva University. Right. This is unprecedented. Yeah. Two years. Oh, so here's how I explain it. And it's a Division III basketball team. And when I was in college, I I was the editor of the sports section. So I had to, like, go to a couple games, interview the I thought you were going to say you were a point guard on the team. No. Yes, I was a point guard. They let me play. (laughs) That's how dire things were. No, but (laughs) Ella, my oldest daughter, would come with me to games. And it was empty. And one time she walked onto the court. She, like, in the middle of the game. And no one noticed. Like, the referee, like, made him, like, and I just, like, yanked her off and, like, didn't even, like, turn red. Like, it was one of those, like, nothing happened. Like, nobody noticed she walked onto the court during the game. And now. And she was, like, two years old, right? And Yeah, she was two. And, like, now, you know, you have to, like, people were scalping tickets for the conference championship game yesterday because it's a pretty small gym. The gym fits, like, a thousand people. People were selling tickets, like. Well, what they're a, going to the up. and are they going to the tournament? Yeah, well, they were in the tournament uh, in 2020, and then the, the college also was the first university in the country to have a case of the coronavirus because patient zero was a moo, right? Was a modern orthodox <laughs> guy in in in. You don't Westchester. need to clarify for this audience. Well, so then, 
so like they were the first um it was the first sporting event in the entire country played with no fans when they went to Johns Hopkins for a weekend and they won both games and then they made the sweet 16 and then driving down to Virginia for the sweet 16 about an hour from the game they got the call that the season was off so they never got like they might have won the championship but they that the season you know they they never finished the season I mean realistically like what are their chances looking like to win the championship Should I think I the team was better bracket? 2 years ago like uh are you do you have a lot of D3 brackets I mean you went to a division 1 school like, <laughs> I'm I mean, on a, I'm, I'm going to make a bracket when it comes to the Maccabees Mhm so yeah 2 years <laughs> ago they a lot they, of D3 they, brackets they, they like destroyed their first two teams like they could have won and then they were going to play the number 1 team and then it didn't happen last year they were 7 and 0 but there was no tournament because there's no money in D3 so like like D1 they just had a bubble in Indianapolis but they didn't do it for D3 very sad I, I mean and, are you not going to make I feel like 32 fans has to do something Uh we could do something we um yeah we could but I don't know. I, I, I like. I'm very happy they made it, but I think this is about as far as they could go. I don't think the team's as good as it was. Uh, so the, yeah, they had a 50 game winning streak. They lost, and then um, and but they they rebounded to make the NCAA tournament. Very exciting. They had never made it for it. Now they made it three times in the last few years. Uh, well, that's been the D3 basketball minute. <laughs> well, you asked how I know, and I told you know this, but um, there's a comedian Alex Edelman who did a show at the Cherry yep. Lane Theater who the show is completely blowing up right now. I went very randomly. Missy, my friend Missy was like, let's do something fun. And I mm -hmm. love the Cherry Lane Theater. And I was like, oh, Mike Birbiglia, who I like, is presenting this comedian show. Yeah. So I went knowing nothing about it. It was unbelievable. This guy is an absolute phenom. It was about, basically the premise is, it's like a long form, it's stand-up comedy, but in like a long form, like storytelling So format. Mike Birbiglia-ish. It's it's very Mike Birbiglia-ish, and he goes to a, like, white supremacist meeting in Queens as mm -hmm. a very clearly Jewish man. And he grew yeah. up Mo'o in Boston, and he talks a lot about that. He talks about his brother, who I was like, I know my Mo'o's will know this guy. So I reached out to my Mo'o's, and of course, his brother was a guest on 32 Fans yes, because my life is garbage. Fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yes. Um, but it was incredible. I, I told the Moas they have to see this. I don't know if they're getting tickets. It just got extended and moved to, the, I think, the Soho Playhouse. But yeah. it's almost sold out. I'm not there, out. but Alex, People I'm sure have to go. Like it. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm just telling anyone who's in New York needs to go to this. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm Alex, if you're listening, take time. Dr. Jen. Well, no, the, all the uh, Av and Abby and Chester were talking about going with their wives. I don't know if yeah, they're Yeah, take your wives, off. guys. Um, so that, that's been – and so he has been at the Maccabee Games, tw met, like – Instagramming about them. Oh, that's funny. And so has Chester. So maybe they. Yeah, and they have a. Yeah. And that's a, another weird thing. They have like celebrities come, like Amare and Ennis Cantor were there yesterday. Like random owners, like Robert Kraft was at a game. The Bucks owner. Like there's a lot. Omer Manaya, the longtime GM of the Mets. There's always like a lot of random celebrities at the at these games now. Um, maybe I should go and put myself on the market here. Um, well, the last one was yesterday, so I don't know what more. You could go next year when the team is horrible again because their best player is, uh, is, is gone, but I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, television show New Girl, season three, episode 13. Can we do the Kiwi's Digest? D digest it, baby. Let's do it. Um, so the episode is called Birthday. I was, I like, I checked three times during this episode. Like, have we podcasted about this yet? Just because... I had watched it, and I was like, why would I have watched it if we didn't do the ep – like, do you remember anything? I don't know. I, it didn't make any sense to me. 
What are you asking me? I like I was so con- I like I could swear we had podcasted about this episode already. No. But I know we haven't. <laughs> but I but I kept double checking just because I had seen. Well, because you watch. You're saying yeah, yeah, but you watched it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, and do you remember what my guess was back a, a month ago for what birthday would be? Mm, whose birthday it was? Definitely not Jess's, but I forget <laughs> what you said. You mean the most obvious thing, which is like Nick getting ready for Jess's birthday, was not my guess. Well, here's something interesting. IMDb says that this episode was aired to correspond with Zooey's birth, real birthday. It aired on January 21st, and Zooey's birthday was January 17th. Oh, that's very cool. How about that? Um, Jess. And uh, so, okay, so it's Jess's birthday. She wants, uh, like, Nick to, like, do a special thing. Anyway, Nick has a whole thing planned. Doesn't go necessarily as planned. Um, meanwhile, Winston and Coach are baking a cake. We got Cece. Everyone's, everyone's got a real storyline in this episode. Cece is, uh, is doing bar stuff with Schmidt. And, um, you know, eventually we get, we get to a birthday party with a very sappy almost this should be the super bowl episode like it's very like the last few minutes are like just this is your life like a like a very sappy uh schmaltzy last few minutes of this episode probably the the most schmaltz we've had on this show so far it was it was schmaltzy um but yeah it was a very good episode i could see why it's one of your favorite there's a you know there's a bunch going on it's pre- it's one of the most well-balanced episodes of the whole series so far it's funny. There's a, there. You know, it's not. It's not crazy. Birthday. I give birthday three and a half stars. Um. Okay. Interesting. We should be. You should be really ranking every episode. Let's go back. We really should have done it. A kind of. A, kind of a, a. A miss by us. You know, it really ruins my enjoyment of the show. Like I tried to do that with Seinfeld, and I just mm-hmm. gave up because I was sort of like, I'm not enjoying this. I like to let it uh, wash over me. Yeah, I think that's a good take. Okay, so now we're not going to do it. <laughs> um, all right, well, as you said in the digest, it's just his birthday. I take slight issue with you saying that she wants Nick to do something for her. That is true, but apparently she, she does say Nick asked me to spend the day with him. Ah, that's true, yeah. As someone who cares a lot about their birthday, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you know, she would probably would have gone to the movie, no problem. Um, but it is this whole episode is an exercise in like them gathering all of Jess's friends and realizing that Jess doesn't have any friends. Like, mm-hmm. why is Angela Kinsey like one of the members of like the cool teacher brigade at the bar suddenly with Cece and Jess? Doesn't make any sense. Right? We talked about would we see Angela Kinsey again? I think I guess no, right? I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. But yeah, it's bizarre that now she's like made into the top five of Jess's friends. That she's, you know, she's with June Diane Raphael, like recording messages with her, with Jess's parents. I mean, she's there live. Like, she's there doing the birthday before the birthday. Right. Yeah, no, it's bizarre. I mean, maybe she's still capitalizing on the teacher's drink for free uh, at the bar, but it does seem like she's there as one of Jess's best friends uh, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never made a best friend out of nowhere? I don't, I don't make friends. But you know, you've never seen somebody <laughs> like, hey, like, I only know this person for two months, but they're, like, already on the A-list. Are you alluding to someone that I'm forgetting? No, 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 no. It's I'm not, not not even referring to anything. I'm just saying like it's happened. It's happened to me. I put someone on the A list pretty quickly when I was a kid, like maybe high schoolish. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it I doesn't know always immediately. Last. I know immediately whether I like somebody or not. Yeah, I'm but just but there's the difference between liking and being like this is going to be like this person's going to be in my top ten. No, there's no difference for me. You're in or you're out. 
It's it's like uh, Project Runway, Avita Zane. All right, enough about me. Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, so Jess, Jess has issues with her birthday. Her expectations are notoriously too high. Matt Stewart wants to know, how high are your birthday expectations, Kiwi? Very low. <laughs> Have you there ever collected nothing. that gift? Did you get the present yet? But happy birthday to uh, to our, our co-host, Brian Cohn, by the way. I already, well, I mentioned his birthday. Yeah, so but, I, but it made me think, because now there's like, in the RHAP world, there's probably like 150 podcasters. Is it like it's like someone's birthday every day now? Like the rest of your life, are you just going to be like have to wish somebody happy birthday on Twitter? Not you, just like the, all of us. No, I've just stopped doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too many uh, prayers going up for RHAP Grams who uh, who has to make a little graphic on every everyone's birthday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there's too many birthdays. What if like this year everyone gets a birthday, but then 2023 there's no birthdays? No, I love birthdays and I love other people's birthdays and celebrating, but I do think the like social, so like sometimes it's like, it's very trendy to like post pictures of your friends on their birthdays and tag them in Instagram stories. You do that. I, I do it, but very inconsistently. It's like if I happen to have time or think about it and then I think, oh, it's probably better to never do it because then like maybe my friends where I don't do, it has nothing to do with like how close I am to the right. friend. It's just it's like just much where my time is on the yeah, day that's they fair. were born. No, but like, and I don't think you've done it much recently. I don't spend a ton of time on Instagram, but like I, your, your posts are also like, and I might not know the person, but it's like you're tagging like here's, you know, Sally Rosenberg. It's like... <laughs> here's my life like i've never heard of this person before like i would be dead without you here you know like mm, it, it, i don't know like, that i it, say that not that but there's like three there's like three quotes like this is my bitch like i don't know like, um <laughs> i don't think that's true <laughs> I, there's like i don't have the the tone down but it's like very like <laughs> you, you don't have like, a lot of it down for the sure queen of the world i don't know <laughs> okay so um yeah, no, I, but there is there's like a, a a podcast group that I'm in, a Facebook group that has expanded beautifully and 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 welcomed people in, and it's gotten very large. And somebody usually posts like a happy birthday post in there when it's someone's birthday, and I'm at the point where I just like the post. I can't get in the comments and write happy birthday six times mm -hmm. a day. It's too many yep, people. Yep. Too many people. And, and you I know what? You. I won't expect it back for me. That's the other thing. I'm not gonna be like, wow, nobody wrote a post for me. Like, I'm not. I'm not try to get more than I give that's fair but I do love my birthday but I what's interesting about Jess is like I'm a I'm a big gifts person I love giving gifts I love getting gifts like thoughtful gifts not like monetary stuff just like thoughtful stuff mm -hmm. and so like that's sort of where my expectations are to get back to Matt's question I usually make a plan for myself like it would be very I don't even I'm trying to think like I've had like boyfriends or friends plans plan dinners, but in terms of like a party, like I will usually make that plan for myself. You will plan your own party. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to set a trap for people. Like if it's going to be important to me and I want to do something and invite people, I want to invite like I don't need to like put pressure on somebody else to do yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. What if we just cancel birthdays for a year? That's my no, 2023 no. no birthday. They've already been it was called 2020 Akiva. Those birthdays were canceled? No, that was worse. That was like you have to go on Zoom and then see people you hadn't seen in years. And, ooh, those were bad. Those were canceled. Those were canceled birthdays. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, what do you think of the birthday nap? 
that comes up early in this episode. Just like mm, not that early, but <laughs> skipping a lot. I I mean, I do think the whole orgy, the whole issue of Nick not being able to like figure out day activities to get her from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. is a little insane. I think it works because Nick doesn't have a lot of money and, and things cost money to do. Mm-hmm. Things but, cost money to do, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but it, It's like 100%. he could do almost anything and yet finds a way to do absolutely nothing. Right, yeah. Even you could have planned a day till 7 p.m. Mm, 11 hours. I mean, go to a movie. Literally okay. go to a movie. But then you have to go back. So I guess the movie's out. Go Anything. Take an actual walk. Like, go on a hike. They're in California. They don't just, like, walk in a park yeah, in a there's full lots dress. Of free activities. There's lots of free or very cheap activities. He didn't even try. Um, all right, but going back a little bit, um, Nick's actually planning a surprise party. And I did think this was great acting work from Cece when she's like, that's the kind of part of a surprise for my friend I love is the lying to them. Mm-hmm. Where Cece's like, oh, are you <laughs> Wait, doing so your usual? <laughs> your favorite part is the lying. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Oh, are you? Uh, Good luck, fellas. Are you go? Are you going to the move? Are you going to the movies? Your usual plan? And she's like, no. Nick actually like asked me to do something. And then she's like, she has no idea there's a party. I was like, wow. Cece could be an actor and a model, not just a model. She's selling herself short. Jeez. Um. It is funny, right? CC does not like a lot of models aren't acting or like do act in, let's say, commercials. We, I, I guess we've seen CC act in. Have we seen CC act in any commercials where she just done like? I mean, she was emoting on the giant missile. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. The missile is the first the thing that comes to mind. But yeah, not really an actress. Producer Kelly wants to know: Have you ever thrown a surprise party, or Keeve, have you ever had one thrown for you? She didn't ask that, but I know you've never thrown a surprise party. I mean, I've like. Like, had gotten people together for dinner a couple times for my wife without, like... As a surprise? I think so. Or at least, like, maybe she doesn't know the whole guest list. Did she have to make the dinner? <laughs> no, like, in a restaurant. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had a surprise birthday party. Like, I've had never had, like, a full surprise birthday party, but remember, I have, like, a whole built-in family here. So, like, I'll come home and they'll be like, surprise, here's, like, a cake. and But it's just, like, us, you know? You have a whole built-in. I'm family. saying I, I like I like <laughs> live with roommates. You know, we got a whole crew. I got all these kids and a wife, and so like we're because my sometimes my kids would be like, oh, nobody's coming for Passover Seder. Like it's just us. Like just us. Like we're like we're bigger than my family was growing up. You know, like what does that mean? Like you need to have like 17 cousins there. Like us alone that? is a we're a crew. You know the hello, my name is Joe song. How does it go? Hello, my name is Joe, and I work in a button factory. I got a wife and a child and a family. One day, you know that? It's like a camp song because you got to hit the button with your right hand, and then you sing it over and over, and then you're like, all your limbs are going, and your kids love it. Anyway, I would have done it at the cookie tournament, but that's how you just said that. You're like, I got kids and a wife and a family. Anyway, if one person knows this, it'll have been worth it. No, I'm so unfamiliar with this. <laughs> I'm so unfamiliar. What's the difference to being unfamiliar and so unfamiliar? Like, there's something that's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Like, I don't know it, but, like, I'm sure I've heard it before. That's like, oh, like, in my soul, I know I've never heard this before. Okay, do you know the Jewish version, the Father Abraham one? What is it? Father Abraham had seven sons. Seven sons had Father Abraham. They wouldn't laugh. Uh, uh, they wouldn't cry. Uh, uh. You don't know that? Mm-mm. 
Okay, well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Keep moving. I, I thought it was a great Rudy reference. I did have to Google the plot of Rudy because I've never seen Rudy, and I don't want to hear about it. No, Rudy is like a, not a good movie also. Well, it's when Nick's boring. keeping the secret and Schmidt's like, yeah, this is like our Rudy. And he's like, that's kind of offensive. But I think it's kind of fair considering we know about Nick's sweatback when it comes to lying. So he's mm-hmm. had to sort of conquer that, which is huge. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recommend Rudy for anybody. Just FYI. OK, um, I'll endorse that. Uh, what do you think is more important to a birthday cake or decorations? Where do you, or Matt Stewart wants to know. I also want to know. Well, I don't eat cake. I like pie, first of all. You don't eat cake or you don't prefer it? Uh, I like, I will physically eat it, but like if for my birthday, I I always, my Mara will make me a pie. Okay, so you're more passionate about decorations than cake? Why you don't care at all about decorations. That, right. That's what's fascinating to me. Like, to me, a cake's a two out of ten versus decorations is zero, but a pie is like a seven out of ten. Yeah, pie's not. We're here. rating everything going. F- Should we do it at a six, like uh, like the bartender does in this? Pie, pie's not here. Yeah, but I like in general. Yeah, it's. I don't. Why would I? Do you care about de- decorations? Love decorations. I decorate my apartment for every holiday. You, just for me. Yeah, you like themes. Love a theme. Um, ten out but, of ten. Six out of six. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I don't care about decorations at all. I, I will say like there was like a there there was like a bunch of like birthday decorations on on sale. I don't know why, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to come home for my son's birthday. So I um, like bought them, and then we didn't use them. I just realized like I brought like Yo- uh, you know. Yosef's birthday. Mm-hmm. We didn't use them for you know, like I guess, but it's just his happy birthday, so uh, we could do it next year or for any other kid's birthday. Speaking of cake, what did Yosef request? What did he get? Yosef asked me for some like gun, like a toy gun. No, no, I... cake. What did Mar- what kind of cake did? Mar- oh, make? a soccer cake. It was very cool. I don't know what how she did it, but there was like, it was a whole game of soccer happening on the cake. There was like three guys on one team, three guys on another team with goals. I don't know when she made it. I just like I'm just dying at there's a whole game of soccer happening on the cake. Like there's, there's a whole game of there. soccer. There's like a ball. There's like three giant guys on each. Well, let's team. get a picture. Um, I will. I don't have it on me, but I will ask for a picture. Yeah, shout out to Mara when you said, I don't know when she made it. I have no idea when she could possibly have made it. Like, I, I didn't see, like, hey, like, you're sitting there making a cake. It just happened. Wow, no mess from the cake either. What a gem. Um, all right, well, happy birthday to Yosef. When was his birthday? His birthday was on Friday. He turned... Oh, a little Shabbos birthday. Mm-hmm. He turned five. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, he's a big boy. I, when you, it was so funny because when you sent the um, the the banana minute, I was like almost expecting Yosef to not sound like a little baby voice anymore. because it's does. just been so long and he still does. Yeah, it was only it was only a month between banana minutes. Yeah, but you know when much. like kids change so quickly, and if you're like hearing them like once a week, you don't know. You pr- like probably it's wouldn't true. notice it. That's true. But like I hadn't point. heard it in so long that I thought it was gonna be like, hey Abba, <laughs> it's yeah. time for the banana minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, well, I did. I was nervous that like banana would be completely out of the picture when I came back. Honestly, oh, he was excited. Like, it would imagine if he was too cool for banana at that point. I mean, no, ha- cool it will happen one day. Yeah, this is very interesting. Like, I do wonder how the banana minute is going to play a role in it. Like, if he would have already been off this, if you weren't giving him Twizzlers to do this. Well, he told um, he told one of Mara's cousins that they're his best friend. And them the co- being banana or the cousin? No, being no the, the cousin, the cousin Josh is like, you're my best friend. And mm-hmm. Josh knew all about bananas. So he's like, I thought banana was your best friend. He said, yeah, you're my best friend in the real world. 
Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so. Also, Josh has my energy, like immediately deflect. Uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, really? I'm number one? What about anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your best friend. That's so sad. <laughs> that was a, a plot line on Blackish recently, actually. Um, I recommend Blackish. Let's just make recommendations as we keep going. Okay. Uh, any any other um, network sitcoms? <laughs> yep. No, but Blackish is in its final season, so you sort of missed the boat here. Mm -hmm. I've heard yeah. Abbott Elementary is good. I should. I'm gonna. Start yeah, that's that. that is uh, that's probably the hottest uh, network sitcom right now. And the thing about Pam. I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't even heard of the thing about well, Pam. Well, I guess you didn't watch a lot of the Olympics. So there was a bunch of a bunch of commercials for the thing about Pam. I watched the opening ceremony and that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, couldn't top that, honestly. I mean, it's just not for me. The Winter Olympics or both of them? Um, I'll like pay attention to gymnastics. Have you ever gone on. have you ever gone skiing? Yes. Have you Jumping ever gone skiing? Jumping, well, that's that's a good that's a good callback. Um, have you I ever think gone, about jumping skiing all the time. Yeah, jumping have, skiing. It was sad. Like honestly, would I should have stayed home and just watched the Olympics with Yosef. It would have been more like it would have been so fun. Oh. Um, but um, have you ever gone snowboarding? No. My brother I, snowboards. Yeah, I think like if if you if like you could sort of like um, if somebody said yes, I've been to like a ski mountain. Do you think you could pick? with success if somebody's a skier or a snowboarder yes yeah i think i think it's i think you probably could yes and I, what did i do i assume you're back at the lodge <laughs> no i actually really like skiing it's it's very out of character but we, i thought we, you're back at the lodge sipping hot cocoa waiting for mara to come back with all of your children that see uh, now <laughs> if we went now that's probably true although i don't eat chocolate so i don't i don't like hot cocoa but i think that's um, the only issue with that hypothetical. Yes, I and Mara <laughs> is anti skiing because Mara knows like a lot of people who got hurt skiing, so she will never has never and will never. It is go. so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know like a lot of people who have had like, you know, skiing incidents. But the, uh, it's very out of character. But I love skiing. We like our family vacations in the winter were always skiing based back in the day, and so I I was like a much better skier than than like you would possibly ever guess. I like skiing. Well, I would have guessed. I should have said it because I like the lodge joke. But I would have obviously said skiing over snowboarding for you. But and that's not a read. Like I'm, I don't snowboard either. Mm -hmm. um, also, when I was a little kid, there was no snowboarding. Like I'm old enough that like you could <laughs> you could not go to like some northeast uh, ski place and snowboard. It it was it was only in like Colorado at that point. Like it was not allowed on most mountains. There was snowboarders had a long. T it took a long time for snowboarders to gain acceptance into uh what's you know the 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 slopes world it's funny um I, so i've only i the first time i ever skied was in college my family was not a ski vacation person mm -hmm. but my Your brother not a person at all <laughs> my built-in family or i don't have a built-in family. i don't know what whatever um mm -hmm. i my brother had friends who ha went skiing, though, so he went skiing more frequently and then started snowboarding. I'm a much more cautious person. I went on a couple ski trips in college, always took a lesson or two lessons before I would start, like, really going for it. Like, I, I was not just going to, like, strap on the skis and go straight downhill. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, So I haven't skied since my senior year of college, but I do like it. Um, should, we have a, should we have an NGOG uh, ski trip? When you and I have lunch and you can manage that, then we'll start talking <laughs> about other plans. Then we'll talk about a ski trip. That would be fun, honestly. 
Uh, that's more of an RHAP idea, I think. I think you're right. Rob, R- and R- I don't think Rob's idea. A, is Rob a skier? I'm not sure if Rob's a skier. Rob, let me I know. I don't know, if but if skier. you guys are a drinker, it's interesting to be a skier, but not a drinker. Well, you, I feel you like Apre is so. Apre is so built into the, the skiing culture. Ski out, ski in, you know? I. Yeah, I've never really associated any kind of drinking with skiing, other than, <laughs> hot, like you said, hot cocoa. Like that's the not not drinking while you ski, but like I think people like they do apre. You get off the slopes at like whatever o'clock, and you're like outside by a fire, mm-hmm. drinking an aperol spritz or whatever. I don't want to be. I don't want to be outside by a fire. I want to be maybe indoors and like you know, there's a fireplace inside. You kind of strike me as like the guy who'd want to be in the hot tub when it's snowing. And, but it's an outdoor hot tub. Yeah, you, the ski resorts are famous for that. I know, but I don't really like. I wouldn't really like the outdoor hot tub. I want to be. I'm an indoorsman. I don't want to. You're an indoorsman who loves hitting the slopes. Well, I retired from the slopes. <laughs> All right. I have not. Been, yeah. I haven't. Been, I like. I talked a big game about my skiing. I've not been skiing in 20 years now. All right. Let's talk about Mike. Producer Kelly says, "What do we think about Ben Falcone as bar supervisor, Mike? We've seen Mike before, but we haven't talked about the actor." This is a guy I think I always confuse with the guy who's married to Melissa McCarthy, unless this is him. You think he's married to Melissa McCarthy, this guy? He is married to Melissa McCarthy. Oh, wow. Confirmed. Oh, wow. Talk about marrying up. That's great. Um, How did you not? I feel like they're a very well-known couple, even though I said I think I've confused him with someone else. I guess they're not so well-known. I didn't know them. Because he does like all of her movies or something like they're they're like they work together a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar, even though I'm a Melissa McCarthy fan, as most people are. Um, he was in one episode of Yesteryear. Do you know I was a big Yesteryear fan? Uh, I th- we've discussed Yesteryear maybe like once. I have seen a bunch of episodes that just like had a good repeat schedule back in the day. It was on a lot for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's insane to be a big Yesteryear fan. I'm a very underrated show, I think. Mm, no, it was bad. <laughs> what do you mean it was bad? It was kind of like depressing and how like mediocre it was. Oh, I don't agree. <laughs> it did a. Someone said it did a big. I, like I remember, like there's a Big Brother episode. There's some sort of reality TV connection with with Yes Dear. Well, Mike O'Malley, who hosted Guts, was in it. Is that the reality TV connection? Guts. Global right. Guts. Are we bored? No, let's keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what did you think about? Uh, were you familiar with him at all or no? The actor? N- not not to my recollection. <laughs> not at this time. Um, not at this time. All right. Well, he is, you know, he is like a jerk coworker here in this yeah. of CC's, but he's completely right. Like if he's going to have to cover a Saturday shift and his co-bartender can't make an old fashioned or can't use a soda gun without setting it on fire, mm-hmm. like that sucks. <laughs> I agree. I do have a note. I think this is from. This is not from today. So this is an old note. This is very uh, Chester. This is Allie? like first watch, second watch. Do you think you'd be a good bartender? This was my question. I wrote. This is an interesting question because, do you think I'd be a good bartender? So I think you know, like you're a veteran of the drinking process. <laughs> Should that be my new Twitter bio? Yes, can veteran you do that? of the drinking process. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're on, um, yeah, that sounds like that. I've given it up though. No, 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 no not not at all. <laughs> they they once called um, on ESPN. There was the the LA Clippers were always in the draft lottery. Like they were so bad, they were always picking very early in the NBA draft. 
They called their GM Elgin Baylor once, a veteran of the draft process. I think that, could you make that for like a week? I don't think that's like a full-time bio. I don't think it's great for me professionally. I think professionally it's not great. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm not going to, I, I don't fair. wait for that. Mm-mm. If you could make your bio, but it, it was like locked, then it would be one thing. But I think that's like the only thing people can see. When you're yeah, locked. yeah, yeah. Are you, are you locked now? I'm unlocked accidentally. You know what? I unlocked actually to um, tweet at Alex Edelman and I never relocked. Oh, okay. It's been open season on Al- on Ali's Twitter. So, um, I think you would be pretty good. I think you'd be good at it, yes. I don't know if you'd enjoy it. I think you'd be good at it. Here's the thing. I think I'd be good at, like, talking to people. Like, I like to be – the aspect of being behind the bar, mm-hmm. I would like. I was actually just telling this to someone because I made someone a gin and tonic and – I really put my whole self into it, and I don't think it was good. A gin and tonic is famously not difficult to make. I am very bad at making drinks. Okay. I I would make, you know, in my theme drinks when I'd make, like, have an Oscars party. I did famously, I did a Roma batched cocktail when Roma was out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend Drew had to come and, like, fix it. Because it's just, like, well, I followed the recipe. I'm not good at balance. Uh, I'm good at, like, making, like, simple syrup. I've made, like, a mint simple syrup before for cocktails. But... Mm-hmm. I just I don't have like the the science behind it. I'm not I'm not good at that. I'd okay. love to be. But alas, I am not. But I'm not as bad as Cece. I'm not grabbing vermouth and calling it bourbon. No, you would know the stuff. You just might not know the exact amount of everything you're saying to mix. Right. I know what I like to drink. I can recommend cocktails, but then somebody else has to do it. I could supervise. <laughs> I could be a bar manager, but I couldn't make the drinks. OK. All right. That's fair. I like um, I like when um, when our, uh, our our guest star bartender is like telling Cece like I know you know a lot of times like you you could probably get by in your charm or your or your looks but like I'm gay it doesn't do it for me and he like looks her up and down he's like you you're bumpy you're creepy three out of six <laughs> three out of six is like doesn't land the same insult that he wants to say five out of ten. Yeah, six. five out of ten is meaner than three out of six for some reason. Even though yeah. the math is the same, right? If you told a girl, if you told someone they're like a five, they're like slapping you and never speaking to you again. For some reason, the three out of six is less insulting. Well, I have to say, I never really understood that scale in general. Like, what is a one? Is a one like a tree stump, or is a basically. one like an unattractive person? No, I think a like, one is basically a tree stump. Like, I agree. It so doesn't then, make any sense. It, the, the scale, like, and again, we shouldn't do this. You sh- not us now. We could talk about it because we're not rating people. Like you, like, you shouldn't rate people. But, like, if you if people are rating people, like, the the scale doesn't make any sense. Like, the numbers I'm, are too high. If a 1 is Mitch McConnell and a 10, mm-hmm. oh, I have a new celebrity it's crush since we've been away. Okay. Do you yeah. know um, Brent Morin? Uh, I know the name. He's a stand-up comedian who was on um, Undateable, which is a sitcom that no one watched but, that, but me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it because Chris D'Elia is in it. so disgusting. But mm-hmm. um, Fred Moore, I have got really into Jimmy Fallon's That's My Jam, which is a show I recommend. And Brent Moore shows up. Our old up. buddies are, are, I feel like, always on that. Um, the the Whoia Celebrities. When I turned that on, I told you, like, they were they were just on that. Who are our old buddies? Oh, oh, yeah, Rita Ora and T- Taika Waititi. Yeah, Rita Ora and Taika Waititi were were um, were were on it when I turned it on. 
Right. Um, okay. Moving on, though. Brent so Morin. He's a Brent stand-up. Morin. He, he has a stand-up special on Netflix. Well, he was much younger and much skinnier on Undateable, and he's had a real uh, lash glow up in that now. Mm-hmm. I, like, never thought he was hot before, and now I was like, whoa. Love Interesting. Him. Watched his special. He w- he has an episode on the comedians on Netflix. Not so great. But. It doesn't seem like he's doing much. He must just be focusing on stand-up. It doesn't look like he's in anything right now. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. But, regardless. And he could really sing. He was really good on That's My Jam. Anyway, all of that is to say, if Mitch McConnell is a 1 and Mark Ruffalo is a 10... Or any of, you know, Brad, insert your person there. Mm -hmm. Five is like, I don't know, not so bad for a regular person. But but in theory, you're saying, because in reality, calling someone a five is like a deep insult. Well, I don't know. What's the scale? This is like like the Seinfeld quotes podcast. What are the metrics? What are the rules here? What are the guidelines? I think if you said someone's a six... That's like an insult. Like if you say somebody's well, it's a like six, repla- that's, like, that's like they're above a- the average. Five, right, is like you're about as attractive as the average person. Mm, a six but that's is not really average. how we do it. Like seven is seven and above is like that's someone who like you would never say like, hey, that's my girlfriend. She's a six. You'd be like, oh, I can't date her. She's a six. You know, even though that's above average. I don't think anybody actually talks about the person they're dating. Of course like that. not. I'm just, I'm like, we're just, this, I got news for you. Here. I got eyes, and I've been looking around this city, and most people would have to say that their significant others are sixes and below. Six, well, of course, by definition. Lash theory. By definition, at least 60% of people would have a six or below. Do you think when I tell a guy that I'm dating about lash theory, it's offensive to them? No, I don't think. I mean, like, if there's a guy <laughs> who thinks that they're more attractive than their spouse, other than oh, Alex uh, Chester, <laughs> other than Alex Chester, <laughs> emphasis on things. We don't endorse right. that. No, here. thanks. Like, uh, then you know, I you don't want to date them anyway. So they they should. But do you think it's like an aggressive thing to say to someone? Uh, like like on as first a date, rule. Yes. Well, like, like all right. if you've Good lived with know. the person, it, like if you. Oh, that's the scale. You, okay, you just if you gave split me a Mitch the rent point, If you split the rent, then you could say it to them. Okay, well, then you just gave me an insane scale. I'm talking about at a five between first date and splitting the rent. If I'm at a five, is it offensive to tell them about Lash Theory? Yes. I, I think Spoiler alert, I tell people very early. Very early. I, when it comes up, which it, it always comes up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't say, for example, look at yourself. Look at yourself <laughs> and now look at me. <laughs> I just say, as a general rule, this yeah. is true. Yeah, because I think people don't, because um, even like the ugliest person <laughs> in the world would agree with that. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Except it, for it, Alex Chester, apparently. What are you saying? He's the ugliest person in the world? No, I said you said even the ugliest person in the world. And I'm no, saying, well, that I'm saying like, me. yes, but no, but I'm saying like nobody will take it like it's referring to them. Anyone will agree with you. Oh, 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 okay. <sighs> okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. I, where are we? What are we doing here? Okay. I'm not sure. Um, so there's a cake mix up. So Winston and Coach have a nice little storyline here where he's picked up a see you in hell boomer cake. <laughs> see you in hell. <laughs> a giant boomer. bloody gun mm-hmm. on it. I think that's got to be the birthday cake you get for Rob, right? I don't think I don't think you take kindly to that. <laughs> I think you can only get that cake for someone who's like younger than you, and it's a joke. Interesting. I feel like or you'd have to be getting, older, like, so it's punching up. Like it's if pun- you got to like, be hey. punching up. Yeah, it's true. I, I see you in hell, Boomer. I don't know. 
I like is the is there a comma in there? I think you gotta put the comma in there. Do you think they're alluding to baby boomer or do you think there's like a world where the person's name is boomer? I don't oh, that's a good question. See you in hell I think baby boomer just because like see you in hell implies they're gonna die soon. Was that such a big thing in twenty fourteen calling people boomers? I don't think so, but I think like it did exist to the point where the I think the hell part is implying. Like you're gonna be dead soon, so see you in hell, boomer. Uh, if you, if I were throwing a birthday party, let's say mm-hmm. for Alex Chester, okay, and I gave you a role, what do you think your best role would be? Like we had um, decorations, we had cake, we had technology. What, what's your task uh, in this? Like one of my problems, I'm not good at all, most things. You could pay someone to do something for you. So like, maybe... why, why do you think that I, that's just my first move? Who are you, Mara? Like that? I'm just gonna immediately. Pay someone, and then I say, and she's like, oh, you're, you're such a five-town boy. Look, I don't um, mind. Uh, my friend Callie has the expression, throw money at the problem. Yeah, that's what I do. That's my philosophy in life. Nothing wrong with that. Like, there's a lot of dishes here. I'm going to co- come out after this, and I'm going to offer my 16-year-old daughter, like, a blank check to do that. <laughs> um, I agree with throwing money at the problem. Why do things you hate? Life is short. Um, I think... <laughs> I, 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 I like I would be good at maybe managing the guest list. I think that's something I could do. Maybe doing the inviting, seeing who's coming, reminding people that day of. I could do that. Is that a job? Um, really, with how well you did, how good a job you did at inviting me to the cookie tournament, you want to handle the invites? So I wouldn't say like, "Hey, you're invited." I would just say like, "FYI, I'm you know throwing a party for <laughs> Stacy." Yeah, I'm having a party tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, right, the person just responds, okay. End of, end of conversation. If you had to distract Mara like Nick does mm-hmm. for uh, six, seven hours, wh- what would you do? So I, uh, like, take her out on the town, you're saying? Uh, it would be hard. Not a free diabetes test at the drugstore? I don't think. I, it would be hard for me to, like, get, get her out of the house for six, seven hours. I will say this was kind of a stupid little montage for me. And again, it's sort of unbelievable that at the worst, like Nick could have been like, hey, uh, Schmidt, can you give me 50 bucks? I got to take like I got to do something and I'll figure this out later. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of still insane to me that this happened this way. But Jake Johnson, by God, sells the hell out of it. And that's why I think I stayed in it, because mm-hmm. his grimacing and the thing, the way he trails off right at the right time, the awkwardness, like he really just sells the whole experience. Yeah, this is one of his better episodes, honestly, Jake Johnson. All right, so let's go back to the bar with uh, Mr. McCarthy and Schmidt and Cece. Schmidt's there to uh, visit Cece at the bar at 8.30 in the morning. Matt Stewart, why is the bar open at 8.30 a.m.? Yeah, I don't know much about I'm not a big bar guy, but I can't imagine most bars are open, even for just the workers at that point. He se- they seem to do a daytime shift. So, okay, if they open at noon. Could it be Saturday and it's like, hey, maybe there's like Premier League football coming on or, or something? I don't know. I mean, I think the bar is established that they're open during the day. So let's say they open at noon and they do. They have tables like they do a lunch. You could go to like an Irish pub at noon for lunch, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cece's doing prep. She's like washing glasses. I've never been a bartender. It seems like kind of early to have to get there, but what do I know? Yeah, me neither. Uh, per, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I like the, okay, sorry. So Schmidt's here. If we remember where we've been a month ago, Schmidt's in a weird place with CeCe, right? And, and CeCe has just started sort of dating coach. They have that whole like camping fiasco. Uh, 
Schmidt is now here against Cece's wishes, just trying to sort of like connect with her in any way. Like, doesn't seem to me like Schmidt's trying to like date her again or get her back. He just like wants to be back in her life. Is that your read or were you feeling something I else? I think that's a fair take. I think they're in like, and also it can't be, they can't be will they or won't they for like the rest of their lives. So I think right now they're in like a decent place where it's like, okay, I'm just, we're just working on the friendship. And he gives her a really sweet pep talk, although I did fact check this list of people who never graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And the only person who didn't graduate high school on this list is Anne Frank. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it also like Schmidt is a liar. so Right. <laughs> but if you say anything with confidence, you know, and I liked what he said. He's like, you're strong and you're confident. Like, those are skills. Like, yes. just because you're being measured by, like, all of these other things, like, you have skills that are important. Use them. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, who else was on the list that you remember? Uh, Albert Einstein and okay. Bill Gates. Bill yeah. Gates dropped out of college, but not yeah, high school. College. I think he meant college, and he said high school. Ah, okay, a classic mix-up in a scripted show. Well, no, <laughs> I mean like the the character Schmidt, not the writer. Ah, of course, of course. And there are mix like scripted shows do do mix-ups. I think. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Uh, they never get anything wrong. Um. But I, I, Cece, you know, tells off the bartender and then drops like a hard friend on Schmidt. Schmidt's like loving that uh, she even called him her friend. Could you relate to that? Yeah, very honestly, <laughs> it, it hit close to home. <laughs> All right, let's check back in on our bakers here. Uh, Coach continues to win the decorations versus cake off uh, situation, and it become. I did love the like word association birthday decorations <laughs> it's like so ridiculous but it it was a little maybe a stretch to me that all of a sudden this is like exposing some deep rift that they've had this whole time in their basketball careers uh yeah i, I do think that's like hey let's make something up because we, we just need yeah I, I i agree with that and then from that serious incident it's going to get resolved once what it's not often that the issue gets exposed and then they go back to wacky stuff like okay we're we're realizing that the underlying issue here is this like competitive thread, overly competitive thread that's been happening since our basketball days, and we will resolve this by a wacky bake off. Wacky. Bake-off. I, I was glad they went back to it though. Mm-hmm. No, it is funny. Would you have a uh, bake off with somebody? I mean, you have. I think you do do bake offs sometimes. Actually, my friend um, Jake organized a nailed it experience for me and my friend Molly and my friend Johnny, and it was awesome. We like he like did a zoom and nailed it. Over oh, I zoom. remember you told me about this. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Producer Kelly says, what's the secret to making a moist cake like Coast promises? Do you have an issue with the word moist? No, I don't know. It's weird that I mean, I don't think it's, I understand why people don't like it. But to me, it's like it's become it's it's overrated at this point. How gross the word is. I agree with you. Incredible line from Coach, though, where he's like, I'm going to make a case cake so moist. Girls are going to be like, oh, I hate that word. And then I'll be like, <laughs> just taste it. And they'll be like damn that's moist (laughs) i don't normally read full quotes but i really thought that was pretty funny from uh david wayne jr uh what's the secret to a moist cake you know something disgusting people are putting mayo in chocolate cakes to make them moist how about that yeah that's gross and i like and i'm not a mayo hater like some people still disgusting um i did love the behind behind (laughs) thing sarah wrote in to say not a question but coach yelling behind when he and winston are baking is probably my favorite coach moment are you a watcher of any food shows like did you understand that uh yeah i i'll I'll watch like uh i I, i'm not like a diehard for any food show but i'll watch 
cooking shows. I'll watch diners, drive-ins, whatever. Like I'll, 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 you know, if there's nothing else on, that's that's like comfort TV to me. On any like Food Network competition show <laughs> or like Top Chef, they're always running behind each other in the kitchen, like hot behind, behind, behind. I, I like. I just thought this this. I knew this was coming. I've seen this episode three, four, t- five times. I laugh so hard every time that happens. Uh, yes. But th- yeah, that's specifically for you. Like, this is up your alley. No problem. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Jess figures out there is no plan. And then she sees this picnic party in the park. This was the most memorable mo- moment for you, Keeve, on your first watch. Yeah, this I remembered. This was Brutes Magoots, I think is the technical term. This was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're a kid and someone just, like, eats your birthday cake imagine you're a kid imagine you're jess and you're i mean it was like a little overzealous and insane for her to run over while he's like no uh uh uh, no no don't uh but how absolutely mortifying is no it's mortifying it's hard (laughs) uh producer kelly says when jess is complaining that nick planned a long uphill walk isn't that what a hike is which dating app idiots suggest is the most common romantic activity people are supposed to like yeah, that sounded very much like uh, a producer Kelly complaint. I like hiking, but I I don't think a long uphill walk when you're again in a dress and tights in like the park or in a neighborhood is the same as like going on like a real hike. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Hiking has to be like that. You're just going for a walk at a certain point. There has to be like different levels. Uh, or just, like, beautiful scenery. hmm Yeah, hike. There has to be mountains involved for a hike, I think. So Jess has a summit here with Nick, and I thought this was well done because she doesn't, like, go off on him, where I think if she, like, went off on him and did, like, at the end of CeCe's failed wedding, where, you know, she's, they have that fight that's sort of like my dad was right about you, like, kind of thing. Like, I feel like if she really has a gross reaction here, then the episode fails. She, they, like, did a perfect, like, right up to the line. She more blames herself for having too high expectations and isn't, like, too mean, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty rough. What do you mean it's pretty rough? You think? Do you think it's it's? Uh, she makes a speech here that like it's unrealistic that Nick didn't like cancel the party. What that she like that she thinks that that he didn't do anything basically. Yeah, like okay, let me. I'm not making sense here, but basically, like she ends up saying to him, like, "You're not a guy who plans things. That's okay. Like, I need to chill out." And she just like runs away crying. Mm-hmm. I think there's another version of this, and then like that's surmountable, right? Because then Nick can just plan it, and there yes. doesn't cause this big rift. There's right. another version where she goes off the deep end and is like, "You're irresponsible. You never planned anything. I don't know why I believed in you. Like, of course this 100%. was going to happen." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the episode is ruined. <laughs> like, so yes. I think they did the right <laughs> reaction from Jess here. I agree, of course. What I'm yeah. trying to say in five thousand words or less. No, no, no. I, everything you say, you're saying is accurate. I think. We could have seen a world where Jess would do that. Or in real life, I think, where a person is, like, sort of torn between saying, like, hey, it's fine, it's not your thing. Or, like, why would I ever expect something like this of you? It's not. You're you're an idiot who could never do something like that. So Jess stops at home to cry and miss all of the balloons and the decorations and the cake being baked and ends up going to the movies alone. Uh, as she has done for the past few years. Nick gives us a little bit of a foreshadowing. This could work. 
Um, and before we see what happens, we see Jess pouring an alarming amount of butter onto popcorn. And PK wants to know, Kiwi, what's your go-to movie theater snack? Um, it's been a while, like pre-pandemic. I, for, I mean, obviously my go-to thing is like a, just an enormous Coke Zero. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't mind popcorn, but I don't, uh, it's not really my, it's not really my movie theater thing. I used to, I used to be a big Milk Duds guy. Maybe Oof. I'll go back there when I, next time. What, what's your, what's your movie snack? So I need a popcorn and a mm -hmm. pink lemonade. And it's the only time I drink pink lemonade in a movie. Okay. Fountain pink I lemonade. Like, I like having a, you know, like this is special to just being in a movie theater. I would never drink it. I would never get it at the store. Right. And I don't want it in a bottle. Like I want the fountain pink lemonade. It's not good, but that's mm -hmm. what I want. If you had to get and, a non-popcorn snack, what would you get? Well, I'm, I'm getting there. I have a whole situation here. So like mm -hmm. that's, um, that's my, uh, that's my move. If I have to get a candy, but I don't want the candy, but if I have to get a candy, again, only a movie theater. Bunch of Crunch is the pr the premier movie theater candy. I like it. I like it. And do you put the Bunch of Crunch in the in the popcorn? No. Actually, Av and Chester talked about this recently on um, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. So it was pretty funny. Wow. No, I'm not a, a serial killer. I'm not putting no, some melted people like chocolate. To put the, some people I like understand, to put the but you can't. But that's insane. It's one thing to eat it together. I don't know. I, like, understand. I don't even do it, but I'm still defending those people as non-serial killers. I understand the desire to have the salty and the sweet. I get that. But mm -hmm. as Chester and Av brilliantly identified on Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, if you dump a whole thing into a hot thing of popcorn, you're getting a disgusting mush. It's one thing if you take a few things of the popcorn and then put a couple bunch of crunch and then eat it yeah. together. You can't be dumping in the whole thing. True. You'd almost need a fork at that point. Or like Insane. 50 napkins. Your hands are probably horrible. But I'm getting the salty and the sweet with my pink lemonade and my, and my popcorn, That's so no true. need on the Bunch of Crunch, really, in most times. However, if I'm in a theater for a show, I don't get this a lot, but if I were to get a snack at a Broadway theater, especially when I was a kid, Junior Mints. Mmm. Like it. I mean, I don't like Junior Mints, but I like, I like the Seinfeldness <sighs> of it. Well, um, did I tell you I had a, an incident with the Seinfeld with my dad at 12 Angry Men? No, what happened? So we were at a play, and I had gotten Junior Mints, and I was, like, sitting with my dad, my mom and that's brother. Not a, how old are you? Because that's not a great kid's play, 12 Angry Men. It's not, not a good kid's play. Okay, fine. I guess if you're a um, precocious teen or tween. Um, I mean, no, no. I, I was probably – I think I had already read the play in school, so mm -hmm. whatever age that would be. Um, but it was long enough ago that there were digital cameras still in like frequent use and people weren't just using their phones for cameras. So my dad lost his digital camera in the cab after the show. Mm. Um, but anyway, Family I'm eating tradition. junior mints. Yeah. I'm eating junior mints and the usher comes over and says like, you can't eat those in here. Unclear why they're selling them, but you can't eat them in the theater or whatever. And my dad looks up at him without missing a beat and goes, but they're very refreshing. Uh, which is a Seinfeld quote for the uninitiated. And the usher says, you can either be refreshed either outside the theater or after the show. Did not find it funny. Not a Seinfeld fan. But I'm gonna, nobody in the theater likes Seinfeld. They're, they're their own universe. He just watches a lot of Broadway plays and stuff. Um, all right. So um, Matt Stewart says, was Nick planning to do the surprise party in the movie the whole time? Was this too cute that Jess should go to the movie theater upset and Nick's like, oh, perfect. She's in the exact theater I need her to be in. 
Yeah, when else would he have made like all the cards and all the stuff? Yeah, I, I think he has to have been planning it. What do you think? No, no, he was of course planning it, but it's just sort of like, is this, was this too convenient? I guess, yeah, of course. Like that he rented at the exact theater and whatever, but yeah, I, and like knew what movie she was going to, I guess. Right, right. Um, I did love the look under the seat. <laughs> And he's like, I put one under every That's seat. very funny. Yeah, because like I feel like in the writer's room, like they did it. It's like, well, how would she pick that? That's too absurd. And then it's like, okay, right. it'll be funny if he just says, I put one under every seat. I like that. So is this where you wrote a poem, I imagine? Yeah. So what was the poem that uh, that, that they read in the, in the show? The poem was, my name is Jess. I like to wear tights. It's dark in this room, so let's turn on the lights. Okay, so the poem I wrote was, uh, my name is Allie. I am an attorney. <laughs> If you argue with me, you'll be in a gurney. <laughs> I don't remember writing it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> Where's the lie, though? Wow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't stop laughing at that. I will not recover. Um, could that be your could that be your Twitter bio for a week? Uh, again, with work, I feel like it's well, not that's a my little best. different. Like, you're like, hey, we want we, you know, that's good. Like, yeah, that feels want... more like I'm trying to represent myself as like this Twitter is related to my work. Yeah, that's though. true. That is true. <laughs> true. Most lawyers are like very like no legal advice. This has nothing to do with my job. Um, that is true. Uh, what about, have you ever been in a food fight at the movies? We see a food fight at the end of this episode. I'm f famously anti-food fights. Mm -hmm. I came out as anti-food fights fighting uh, when we used to cover Are You the One with Brian. Mm -hmm. I famously complained that someone was throwing eggs and those were pre-cookies. <laughs> you can't waste eggs. Yeah. The ed eggs are a gross thing also to throw in a food fight. Uh, the only food fight I've ever been in that I could remember, like m maybe like p past the age of ten, is uh, was at a movie theater. Really? Yeah, because I went to a movie with a girl, and then my friends were like behi behind us, and they were like throwing popcorn at us the whole time, and then we eventually started like throwing stuff back at them. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Where is she now? Um, not she doesn't live with me. It's not Mara. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> Why? It could have been Mara. No, Mara was too old for that, I think, when you started dating Mara. <laughs> it was like a year. I met Mara like a year later. Well, remember, I met her very young. So. Yeah, but then she didn't But she didn't go out with you right away. I, uh, yeah, I guess. Did she pretend not to hear you? An iconic move? Yeah, that was an iconic move. Just I just feel like even in that, in that, in that age bracket, like... Things change so quickly. So, like, how old were you when the popcorn fighting date happened? 18. Are you serious? No, not 18. Seven, uh, 17. Regardless. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say eighth grade. No, that's unacceptable. Your friends are weirdos. It was, uh, yeah, they were weird. It was, it that's was, it was, it was after senior year of high school. We were oh, they're, oh, my God. They're canceled. People in, people in college threw popcorn at you it while was, you were on a date? It was a small town movie theater. I don't like care. Nobody else in the I don't theater. care if it was a I'm not justifying theater. it. They did it. They did Insane. it. Prosecute Insane. Prosecute them. Horrible. Yeah. My name is Allie, and I'm an attorney. If you throw popcorn after 18, you're going to be an attorney. <laughs> we that is legs out insane. That. Yeah. No, right. I, I don't disagree. I, 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 listen, we were upset at the time. Matt Stewart says, who is your favorite birthday message from? 
Honestly, the uh, the crying that Jamie Lee Curtis did was, did was really good. She's like, hey, I could cry on camera. Let me do it. Uh, <laughs> the baby crying. Uh, I, I like seeing both parents. Uh, but Bear Claw was pretty funny. I'll give Bear Claw the, the nod here. I think the uh, the Chirons were excellent. Yes, like outside Dave, cool. neighborhood color, mm-hmm. Rose, colleague slash r- loose cannon. Uh, I, I liked coaches, roommates slash decorations. But my favorite was Principal Foster's, uh, where it was like boss slash doctor of something. And he says, your youthful exuberance exhausts me. May it fade with each passing year. That's like something I would say to someone. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I also liked Sadie. Uh, I love seeing June Diane Raphael. But yeah, yeah, no, I love her. Oh, speaking of um, Please. movie thing, I, I meant to say this a minute ago. So I, I had to read, a, I read a bunch of books over... Um, over my uh, six weeks ho- six week hotel stay because I'm basically like I just stay in my hotel room Friday nights and Saturday mornings, so I got a bunch of books and I would read a book or two every weekend. Just got nothing else to do. So Casey Wilson, have we talked a lot about Casey Wilson on the show? I've heard that her book is fabulous and it's so been recommended to me before. I don't know who recommended it, but it had very good ratings on Goodreads, and I like I I only read read nonfiction right now and uh it was like oh this is gonna be very light reading when you're like trapped alone in your room with your own thoughts like this will be uh good reading and so she tells a story about how she and i don't believe anything any like first of all comedians tell stories for last which is fine but also all hollywood people tell stories that are huge lies that's always like one of my takes so i don't really believe any sort of actor or anything because they're mostly liars but she but she says that her movie thing is she loves like she ha- I don't know exactly what her like food routine is when she goes to a movie, but her thing she won't share. And so, oh, sh- you know ahead. this? No, and no, so she, I go ahead. She won't share to a point where she will if she goes with like a girlfriend to the movies, she will buy them one uh, she claims of whatever she's getting just to like ensure not sharing and she's like the first time she'll do it with like a future sister-in-law or something like she'll look insane, but if she's getting like you know, Twizzlers, Milk Duds, and a, a soda and popcorn or whatever it is. Like, she'll get two of everything for, you know, so she could give one to the other person. Because it is, like, so sacred for her not to share. I wish that I had said this when we were talking about the popcorn. So, like, Missy and I went to see Marry Me recently. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I know it's available for free on HBO Max. We, I, I just talked about this. I don't want to, like, uh, you know, steal Grow content from, from, other, from other movies. but. I was just talking about this with Mara because there was 10 shekel movie day here, which is $3. Steal content from other movies? Well, I, I steal from other podcasts because I think I mentioned this with Rob. But like, there's, sure. there's, but I was talking about this with Mara. Like there, there was 10 shekel movie day. My kids really want to go to the movies. We hadn't been to the movies in a while. $3 for a movie. But they told us too late. We didn't know about it. It's like one day a year where they do it here. So like the options were limited. We couldn't do like Spider-Man anymore or something like that. So I said, like, I'll go to Marry Me. I don't care. Like, we watched the trailer. My kids love – my boys love trailers. They just want to watch trailers only for <laughs> movies to, like, get like, – The YouTube generation. Yes. And then so I, I was like I, – I, like, I know it's on Peacock, which I pay for, even though, like, in theory, I should probably get for free, just, like, the whole work thing. But um, the – I said, like, I'm happy to go. Like, it looks cute. Fine. Um, I, I don't mind. I don't mind paying for Peacock. But anyway, we ended up, they ended up going, like, after the boys went to sleep, they ended up going to, like, a more grown-up movie, The Three Girls. Um, but how was Marry Me? Yeah, tell me about Marry Me. Marry Me is an extremely grown-up movie. It's not for kids. So I mean, it's, it's not, not, not it's not not for kids, but it's a rom-com. It's not. It's, Do you think it, like Yosef could have sat through it? I don't think he would have liked it. Would he have been it. bored? 
but there's like good you know there's musical numbers and like costumes i don't know that he would have like loved the story mm-hmm. but i don't know your kid it's certainly an adult movie okay fine was it good though i loved it and so back to what i was saying before you said your renap stuff i <laughs> no i it was really um, more family stuff no i i once when roma came out I mm-hmm. like had two of my law school friends go to two Michigan Roma theater. references in one podcast. That's pretty impressive. I had my friends go to see. Well, that year I saw all of the Oscar movies, so I went to see Roma. And as soon as the Netflix and I knew it was available on Netflix, but I wanted to see it in theaters. It was supposed to be like this gorgeous movie. Like, why would I want to watch it on my TV in my apartment if I could pay eight dollars and go to the Michigan theater and watch it? Mm-hmm. And the net the first thing that happens is like the like like netflix thing comes up in the theater and both friends turn to me and are like are you serious like because they didn't know and i didn't tell them so they were like pissed at me that we paid to see this movie um same with marry me i want my popcorn i want my pink lemonade and i want to see it in the theaters it's the the rom-com is back baby the blockbuster rom-com is back why would i watch it on my couch anyway i do not share my movie snacks or my popcorn I feel very strongly about that. And like Missy and I went to see it and she was like, well, let's just get a large popcorn. I was like, absolutely not. Your, your hand's not coming into my popcorn. Interesting. Okay. All right. We're on theme today. I'm with her. Um, yeah. All right. So what I liked about this is that like all, pretty much all of the messages were like funny and dumb. Mm-hmm. And I love Sadie. Like your boyfriend is sweet and simple and he won't get out of my office. Yeah. Um, but Nick's was just, like, perfectly sentimental. It wasn't too much, but it was just this, like, beautiful, like, I had this coin in my pocket yes. the first day we kiss, and I always have it. Um, I believe they're in pajamas during their first kiss, so it's sort of surprising he had a coin in his pocket, but we'll go with it. Uh, that's a great catch by you. <laughs> <laughs> Allie in the writer's room. Uh, actually, like, you probably wouldn't have had a coin. What if, like... Uh what if it was like a tissue in his pocket? Like, what do you have? What do you have in pajamas? Usually, like maybe nowadays it would be a mask, maybe, but not really in pajamas even. In your home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was really sweet. And then they bring up the cake. The cake is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way they made that cake, but it is so funny. The like version funny. of Jess in the cake form. Yes, the smushed cake. Um, and then, and then I, did you notice that Schmidt wasn't in the video before they it showed his It didn't occur clips? to me. It didn't occur to me at all. Cause there was a lot going on until they show him like walk, you know, running away like that. He clearly edited himself basically. So I was like, where's Schmidt? And then saw the, the, his own versions that got cut out, which is pretty funny. Um, but I had never noticed before. I stopped and looked at who else was in the room because I was like, okay, these are obviously just like extras, but do they have any like kind of fun nods or plants of like anybody who's sort of in the world in the Mm -hmm. theater the answer is no no. um except there is a woman who looks remarkably like birdie from the episode where winston gets his mojo back and produce and and, but i was like i went back and i freeze framed it he's she's sitting next to winston it does look like her but i was like "Ah, i don't know if it's her and then producer kelly said did you notice birdie was at the movie theater with winston so let us know if you think it was birdie I believe producer Kelly. I, I doubted myself, but I believe her. I, I like I have no take on it, but that's that's a good catch by you. I didn't really like search around the movie theater, but I like that you did. All right, uh, let's get to the guide. I just want to know: Do you think that uh, what's like what's the over under? And maybe I'll set it at three uh, or t- two and a half 
of um, bir- Jess birthday episodes that we get Ooh, slash episodes this- where her the theme of her being overzealous about her birthday is a thing. Is this the first or the second one? This is the first. Okay, I'm gonna say over under. If the over under is three, I'm gonna go under. If we, if it's the first, I think one. it's two and a half. No, oh, okay, that's obviously a better number. You need a half. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go under. Okay. What do you think? Just what do you think? You think never again, or you think? I'll two? say there's one okay. more. I, there's one more. Did I do that right? I never know. How no, no, you did the over two and a half okay, is good. a great number. You made a good number. You, okay, you could great. be a you could be a bookmaker when you're not bartending. <laughs> All right. Uh, who won the episode, Kiwi? You want to hear from producer Kelly and Matt yes, Stewart? Yes, yeah. This is one of the harder ones in a long time, so I'd like to hear from the people first. All right. Producer Kelly says, who won the episode? Schmidt. He's the funniest, very cool, and supportive with CeCe and handles the electronics, especially his dope action movie at the end. His best lines are, yes, Nick, I have the electronics. And Re-Nick's question, uh, Re-Nick's question of something free to do in the park goes gross. Suicide. Bill Gates, Einstein, and Frank. I'm going to take back that last one. Um, all right, Matt Stewart says the MVP is Nick. He may not have nailed it all, but the party was super sweet and cute. Yeah, I have to go with Nick. Uh, well said. He, he didn't nail it all, but the party was really nice. You have to give it to Nick, I think, here, even though this is a tough one. It's really tough because if you're looking at who's coming out a winner, CeCe advances at her job or at least, like, saves it. Right. Schmidt advances his friendship with CeCe, which is his goal. Jess has a great birthday, but I don't think she, you know, like she can't, I don't think she's in contention here. Mm-hmm. And Nick and, and Winston and Coach sort of resolve their longstanding, like, friendship rip. So kind of everybody wins in some, and Nick, like, achieves, like, an unbelievable birthday surprise for his girlfriend who he loves. So mm-hmm. everyone's sort of coming out ahead. So if you judge it, I see why Kelly went to Schmidt because he comes out a winner and he's got really funny lines. But I just think Nick is the winner here. He, pulls off something so hard to pull off he in a way that Cece has like just his best friends and family haven't been able to meet her expectations for her birthday uh granted the, the day stuff is a little weak but I think he more than makes up for it with the party um and just from an acting perspective I think Jake Johnson carries the weak part of these episodes so, this yes, episode so I agree we love to see it uh, we have a listener, Ollie, who wrote in who was just catching up and is hoping that we did Ollie's love bits, which I guess was push it, put uh, pitched by someone. Uh, no, Ollie, sadly, we do not do relationship advice, but uh, thank you for listening and, and hope you get to this part and continue to catch up mm-hmm. on the show. We gave you a month off <laughs> to catch up. That's why we did that. Um, I do want to adjust my boyfriend rankings. Okay. I'm I'm putting I'm just putting Nick to the top of the queue here. You think he's got it? Okay, I'll, I I think I think that's fair. I just really this you know this would really mean a lot to me. <laughs> like from a personal yeah. perspective, he hits just right where she lives. She loved this. I would love this. Nick's going above Sam here for me. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. This is this is one of Nick's best moments. That's fair. All right, Keith, we've made it through mm-hmm. the episode. Yep. Let uh, me set an alarm. Are you ready for the Garns men? I think let's let's just because we're running pretty long here, and I think my family needs me. Let's go to the banana minute. We'll, we'll all right. Let's go to the banana minute. minute. Love to see that because um, mm-hmm. my throat's starting to hurt. It's been a while since I talked for this long. That's not true. Uh, check out the wrestling wrap up on RHAP. I was, uh, I was when on. I saw that. 
Well, I don't know why people are shocked because that's something they do. They like ask people who are not wrestling fans. They cut that's clips true. and they tell you to come but on. But it didn't like, occur to me like, oh, Allie's going to be on that, you know? Well, I love Matt and Mari, so if they asked me to be on no, it, I, I said No, I wouldn't yes. have thought you would have said no or that they wouldn't have asked you. It's just all well, the pieces came together. I was like, oh, cool. Are I you excited great. for WrestleMania now? Honestly, I really did love the clips. Mm-hmm. You'll have to listen to the podcast to hear more of my takes on it. I'll listen. You won't, but that's fine. Tell no, the I will, audience. I will, I will. I'm, I'm, I've got a long commute starting tomorrow again. So, All right. Here is the banana minute. Well, 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 well. Look who we have here. After six weeks, I finally come home, and who do I see? Yossi. Hey, Yossi, man. What's going on? I missed you. Do you miss me? Yeah. I, I got one question for you. Not what has Banana been up to since I've been gone. What have you been up to in the last six weeks? Watching movies. You've been, the whole time I was gone, you just watched movies? Like, what movie? 203 movies. 203 movies? Now, I walked in the door. You were very happy to see me. Uh, you're also... Hello. What are you wearing right now? Hello, You are wearing... Uh, well, no, you're a ninja costume, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you, for six, other than movies, do you do anything fun while I was gone for six weeks? Yeah. Oh, so what is Banana up to? Uh, making 203 Two, Everything is 203 today. Did he miss me, Banana? Because I, go, I was gone for six yes, weeks. Yes, he missed you 203 days. Oh, I'm sensing a theme. All right, well, I bought you 203 Twizzlers so we can do a lot of Banana Minutes, okay? That's more. Okay. <laughs> the best part of that is, Appa, do banana minute. He's like whispering, minute. like you can't hear it, like he won't doesn't want to be picked up on the mm-hmm. recording. I also like that. First of all, I came home. He's like literally in the ninja costume, like <laughs> at eight o'clock at night. And second of all, um, it's like all right. Like I mean, I had seen him probably for an hour at that point. Like all right, time to squeeze some content out of you, kid. <laughs> Appa, do the banana minute. That's just the cutest part to me. Mm-hmm. All right, Keith. Uh, yes. Well. People can people can catch if you've been waiting to hear the plug to check out Renap. Uh, you could check out um, uh, on on what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say like there were no breaks. You could check out the last month of uh, Renap content. Uh-huh. Thirty two fans. I'm not really sure where you're at with that, but I do know that when Chester when Chester asks us to do uh, Seinfeld podcast regularly, it means the Keevster is not available. So. Uh, check out 32 fans. Keeve is back in business on yep. all, all Three and platforms. And a half podcasts. I think this is the half. I think the, the patron <laughs> podcast is full. Um, so you could check me out on the wrestling wrap up. You could follow Keeve at Keeve 26. You can follow me at lash tweets and we will be back next week to talk yep. about the highly anticipated, I think probably the most anticipated episode of new girl for you, right? Keeve. Oh, it's up there. I don't know the most. Probably the finale, like last season, is exciting. But did you think we'd make it here? Did you think we'd make it to the? Yeah, I thought we'd make it here. The finale. That's that's a tough road ahead. But yeah, the here I thought we could make it. Um, Three seven three, whatever fifteen or whatever fourteen. It's still a lot. Well, you have to remember we've committed to doing the finale regardless, so we will make it to the finale. That's a good point. Um, Yeah, I'm excited, Prince, and I believe that is referring to the singer. Prince. That's your no. You got to give us a real guess. Season three, episode. Okay, 14, so wh- Prince. how does Prince show up? Basically, is what I'm right. guessing. Right. I really, I really don't know. Like, does Prince come to the bar? Does Prince? 
Where do they? I, I'm going to guess they go to a Prince concert and they meet him. All right, we will see uh, next week when we're back uh, to talk about season three, episode fourteen, Prince. Mm-hmm. See you, Keith. Bye. See ya. I love be ya. Ali and Akiva gonna talk a TV show and maybe Jenny Garner. So don't go any farther now. Akiva and Ali all the way to the finale. His face is his job. She's the captain of NGOG.